So if you call yourself a feminist, you've probably at some point had to field this question. You're a feminist, so do you hate men? The question is so willfully ignorant that it's tempting to just respond, yes, yes, I do hate men. In fact, I bathe in the tears of men every evening. And that's actually the route that some feminist artists and writers have been taking, embracing ironic misandry, both in hashtags like hashtag kill all men and in consumer products like mugs that read male tears. In the chaos issue, Bitch Media writing fellow Kate Young, who's from Trinidad, Tobago, takes a deep dive look into the meaning and impact of the modern trend of performative man-hating. Hi, I'm Catherine Young, and I'm the current pop culture writing fellow for Bitch Media. And in this issue, you talk a lot about ironic misandry, so sort of performative aspects of man-hating. Can you talk to me about what got you interested in this? When did you like start thinking about uh, ironic misandry? Uh, when I was working with Andy to come up with what my feature piece would be, we had kind of been um, throwing some ideas back and forth, and this was one that she suggested to me. And it kind of piqued my interest because it was something that I had noticed in my dealings online and uh, moving through feminist spaces online. It was definitely something that I recognized as not just something that people were doing occasionally, but something that enough women were doing that it was noticeable as a trend. So I'm sure you spent a lot of time looking at products like a mug that says male tears on it and other products that uh, have some performative aspect of misandry. Um, do you have any favorite products or any favorite examples you've seen of this that make you laugh or connect with you? I actually think the male tears mug is my favorite simply because it's so condescending almost. It's like these. this is the product of your pain and suffering and I'm drinking it because it's delicious. <laughs> Um, okay, so in your article, you get into um, the dynamics behind this a bit. But can you just, just talk about that here? Can you talk a little bit about the sort of power dynamics around uh, saying, you know what, I am a man hater, I'm going to drink your tears? How does that disrupt what's going on in our culture? Right? Well, I think what it really comes down to is that individually, women have little power to disrupt systems. I mean, that's kind of the inherent issue of power. One of us can only do so much to entire institutions. And this is a way to kind of push back on that acknowledgement in a way. It, it lets us say, well, we understand that there's very little that we can do, but we can mock the system. We can mock those who uphold it. And there's little reason for them to retaliate or take that aspect of our lives away from us because it doesn't actually cause any real harm. I mean, you know, that Margaret Atwood quote about women being afraid that men will kill them while men are afraid that women will laugh at them. It's effectively playing right into that by making it a priority to laugh in men's faces simply because it's the most that we can do without actively risking or courting male violence. And I talk a little bit in the piece about how necessary navigating male anger can be for women and how this becomes a way to commiserate about that need and about the realities of having to make sure that we work around men's feelings in a way that doesn't open ourselves up to abuse, but also allows us to carry on with our day-to-day -day in a way that doesn't perpetuate the systems that oppress us. How do you find these dynamics playing out in your own life? When you talk about being a feminist 
in your hometown, do you get pushback from guys saying, well, do you hate all men or what about me? Constantly. It's actually a really timely question because currently in the Caribbean, there is a social media movement happening called um, Life in Leggings, hashtag Life in Leggings. And it's effectively a way for West Indian women to talk about some of the ways that sexual violence is a constant threat in their lives, whether it be through outright sexual assault or catcalling. And what we've seen over the last week or so is how vehemently and aggressively men push back on the idea that there are very few women who have not been subjected to sexual violence in some way. It, it's frustrating because as someone who is very steeped in the online feminist movement, I've heard all of these arguments before, but Caribbean countries tend to be much further behind on the spectrum of, of kind of widespread acceptance of feminist ideas and not to say the way we, that we're backwards in any way because most countries definitely have their feminist contingents, but there is less widespread acceptance of ideas such as, you know, the idea that women aren't to blame for their assaults because of what they weigh or because of where they are or because of how late they stay out. And seeing the way that men that I thought were my friends or men that I thought that I was safer around Hearing them say things like men can't control themselves and women should know not to provoke them, it really opens my eyes to how ingrained some of these ideas are and how important and necessary it is for women to show the men around them that it's the very attitudes that they hold that make them a danger to us, even if they don't intentionally mean to be. So a couple of the examples of ironic misandry that you point out in your piece are the hashtag kill all men, which is kind of a punchline that you can add to uh, tweets about something terrible that a man has done or even a crime that a man has committed, say, you know, kill all men, um, as well as consumer products um, about, you know, just like joking about hating men. How do you feel like those are a refuge for women who are dealing with what you're dealing with, which is feeling like, you know, you're often dismissed or discouraged when talking about violence? Well, as I discuss in the piece, it's a way of venting frustration. Because one thing that comes up is that when you are, when you are a woman who becomes versed in these conversations, the same kinds of excuses come up over and over again. But for the 50th or the 100th man who says to you, well, women should dress differently, you've heard all of the arguments. Saying things like kill all men, it, it helps us to kind of vent to the frustration that comes with having to repeat the same arguments over and over again. It's like an easy way of saying, you know, I'm fed up of having to do this. Let's just get rid of them. Um, I've heard some pushback from male friends as well as female friends of mine saying like, oh, those mugs aren't funny. Those T-shirts aren't funny. Uh, because we should really be working to get along. And this is such a stereotype that we shouldn't even joke about it. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like that's that's a valid counterpoint? Or are you just like, eh, get over it? I mean, I'm a very loudmouth black woman. I learned a long time ago to lean into the younger black woman stereotype, simply because the function of stereotypes like that are to silence dissent. If I was always concerned about being angry, I would never get anything done because the stereotype exists to prevent me from expressing righteous anger. I think that the same applies to feminists in general. If we're constantly telling men that we don't hate men, 
we're taking time away from things that are more important, more pressing feminist issues that don't center men's feelings. You do bring up some criticisms in your piece about intersectionality on this. Could you just speak to that a little bit? Sure. Um, Zoe Samadzi, I believe she's also a British contributor, wrote a bit about the fact that kill all men kind of collapses racial hierarchies and that all men are not equal under patriarchy. Um, Sexism is definitely an issue that the feminist movement fights against, but so is racism and so is ableism and so is transphobia. And we have to recognize that men that live at those intersections also deserve our consideration. Um, So after doing all this research on ironic misandry, is this something that you still um, go around saying or thinking? Are there times when kill all men just crosses your mind or when you just want to drink a bunch of male tears? I mean, yes, my new favorite is more men must die. But um, it really is simply an easy, flippant way that I can blow off some steam. I think that the criticisms are valid and should be considered. But I also think that there's something to be said for allowing women an outlet to express frustration for men that is earned and valid in a way that doesn't actually hurt them. Is another way to, for us to kind of build solidarity so that we know that our experiences aren't singular and that we aren't making them up. That was Kate Young, Bitch Media's 2016 Writing Fellow in Pop Culture.